Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another round of the 2020 preseason Dirty 35 Prospect Countdown. I'm your host. I am Kyle Reese for Birds on the Black and Prospects After Dark. Uh, I guess the best way to start this is to remind you that if you haven't already done it, you can go back and listen to the other three podcasts we've put together for Prospects. Uh, one podcast for Prospects 35 through 31, another pro- podcast for Prospects 30 through 26, and another podcast for Prospects 26 through 21. Today we're going to do 20 through 16, uh, kind of a diverse group here. It's exciting to get into. I would also remind everyone that if you're listening to this and you haven't clicked on the articles, go to Birds on the Black, click on the articles. Uh, I give a lot of additional information in the podcast, but it's very much a companion piece to what we are writing and what we are publishing. I think it's just as important to read as it is to to, to listen. But maybe the most important thing about the articles is that we have gifts, and the gifts are what's really important because a lot of times I, I try to talk about what we're seeing, and if we're actually able to see it, then it, it helps inform exactly what we are talking about. So uh, please click on the articles if you aren't doing it. If not, I mean, it's whatever. Just enjoy. I, hopefully what we're doing is providing you with some type of enjoyment. I know that that's why I'm doing it. I hope that you are feeling that. Uh, won't waste any more time. Prospect number 20 on the Dirty 35 is 18, soon to be 19-year-old outfielder Trajan Fletcher. Fletcher was a second-round pick in 2019 for the St. Louis Cardinals. He was supposed to be in the 2020 draft, uh, reclassified to be a part of the 29 draft, 2019 draft. Now, there were some people who thought that uh, Trajan Fletcher, had he stayed in 2020 draft, would have been a first overall pick or a first rounder. Personally, I don't see it like that. And the reason I don't see it like that is because Fletcher is super raw. Uh, he had a nice little turn and a very brief stint in the Gulf Coast League. Kind of lit that league on fire, even though he still struck out 30-something percent of the time. He got promoted to the Appy League, and he just got blown away by that talent. It was just too much for him. Uh, and that's that's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's kind of just a thing. We don't invest too much into it. Uh, I think in the article, what I say about Trajan Fletcher is he's that kid in dodgeball who would pick people off one by one. He has superior athleticism. He has it in buckets. And uh, that's his athleticism is what makes him so intriguing. As a baseball player, he's not necessarily a baseball player yet. It uh, doesn't mean he won't become a baseball player. He has plus speed. He has a plus arm. As a matter of fact, if somewhere down the line the Cardinals decide that he isn't good enough to play the outfield, then he might have a chance to be a pitcher. That's how good his arm is. He pitched in high school. He's kind of an unknown commodity, too. A lot of the players that play in the Northeast, and he comes from Maine, the New York and the Maine area, so it isn't easy to scout those players because they're not playing as frequently. They have a smaller window. Uh, now, Fletcher, he, uh, he did, in the showcase circuit, he did impress but just like he was going up against inferior competition, uh, where, where Fletcher becomes interesting is he's a super raw baseball player that is an immensely talented athlete. Uh, he needs to do a lot to, to reach his peak. Uh, he's an all-ceiling kind of player. Like He could end up being a, a true difference maker in a major league lineup in a major league outfield, but he just has so much work to do to get there. And that's what has him 20 on our list. Uh, uh, it's just the amount of work he's going to need to do. If you look up his his highlights online, you won't find a time when his hands are the same or his leg kick is the same or his uh, stance is the same or his timing is the same or his swing path is the same. There's a lot of work that needs to get done there. And now what we do know is in the, this offseason, uh, Trajan Fletcher has worked, especially with the, uses of, the use of technology, to pave out all of these areas of concern, to become as good of a player as he is capable of being. He's physically mature. Again, he's like six foot two, 220 pounds of, of raw strength, plus speed, 
plus arm, but everything needs work. Uh, there are times when he's really good in the outfield, and then there's times when he's really bad in the outfield. He's an over-aggressive swinger that needs to get everything uh, uh, taut and tight. He doesn't quite understand pitching counts and how to swing and how to take advantage of the counties in because he's always hacking like a donkey. He's a really interesting, high upside, extremely, extremely low floor uh, prospect that we're going to have to be very patient with. I wouldn't suspect that you know he might he might fool us a little bit with statistics. Um, I, I would suspect too that he might actually struggle statistically. We're just going to have to remember that maybe even this 2020 season, whether it's a good season or a bad season, we have to kind of wash away. We have to we have to see how he's adjusting mechanically, how he's adjusting in counts. Like if he hits 30 home runs, but they're all on first pitch fastballs, that's not going to do us any good. Th- that's where he's going to do most of his damage now because of how uh, uh, unfiltered of a baseball player he is. We're going to have to take it step by step with him. Take it, you know, uh, he'll probably stay about the 20 spot when we get to the preseason rankings, and that's because I want to see how he's adjusting. But he could end up doing all these things. He could have ended up having, having an amazing offseason, like I've been told he had an amazing offseason. And, uh, and we could be moving him up the line pretty quickly. But uh, I guess the impression to leave with prospect number 20, Trajan Fletcher, is that he is a ni- soon to be 19 years old. He turns 19 at the end of April. A soon-to-be 19-year-old athlete becoming a baseball player uh, with uh, as much raw athleticism and talent as you can dream on, but without the practical application in a baseball setting. That's prospect number 20, 19-year-old, soon-to-be 19-year-old outfielder Trajan Fletcher. Uh, Prospect number 19 on our list is 18-year-old outfielder Patrick Romary. Now, where Fletcher was the second-round pick in 2019, Patrick Romary was the 12th-round pick in 2019. And the reason that Romary goes ahead of a lot of prospects uh, and a lot of, and Trajan Fletcher in particular, is because Romary is a baseball player. He's not nearly as athletic as Trajan Fletcher, but truth be told, there probably aren't many athletes as athletic as Trajan Fletcher uh, in the organization. He is a baseball player, though. He has that... um, that uh, that baseball IQ, that natural ability that you look for. He is very athletic too. I don't want to underscore that. Now you'll look at it and you'll see that he hit like 248 for the Gulf Coast League. Uh, not necessarily impressive, but he had a slew of extra base hits and a WRC plus of 129 uh, in the Gulf Coast League. All of that is positive. He's still raw. He still has a lot of work to do. He's got to cut his strikeouts down. He struck out like 28% of the time or near 29% of the time in 2019. That number is going to have to go down. But it was nice to see him walk over 11% of the time in 2019. That kind of shows you uh, the, the, the balance uh, that he is as a hitter. Now, he does have that big hole in his swing that he's going to have to work through. But it's not, unlo- it's, like it's, it's not uncharacteristic of him to kind of punch a ball to the opposite field with two strikes or shorten his swing. It's just that he, he needs to continue to get better. He'll, he'll do that stuff. Uh, but it's just he needs to continue to refine and get better and get bigger and get stronger. As I mentioned in the article, and you're going to want to take a look at the GIF, he swings kind of flat, and I think that that doesn't benefit him. I think he needs to get a little bit more lift. He does that thing where because of his his swing is so flat, he dips his body to make contact. And what he needs to do is change his his swing plane to make contact, not his body. Every time you dip your body, you're changing your head angle. Your head's moving. You're not seeing the ball at the same angle. So it's important for him to continue to refine his swing. But he does a great job uh, of, of staying short to the ball, staying in the zone for a long time, and driving through the baseball. I love to see that. 
He's played almost right field exclusively in the Cardinals organization. I would like to see him expand to center field. I think he's athletic enough, fast enough. He's he's not, you know, I, I've I've heard re- uh, conflicting reports about his speed. I've, people say he's a burner. I haven't necessarily seen him as a burner. He's definitely a very good runner. Uh, but what I'm getting at is I think that that's the kind of player that the Cardinals have done well to give reps in center field, and I would suspect that they will. But his arm's good enough to stay in right field. His speed is very good. He's a smart baseball IQ guy. He went to the IMG Academy in Florida, which is becoming the premier high school academy for baseball in America. Uh, I had someone describe it to me as like taking AP courses in baseball at the high school level. Um, so what I'm getting at is he was playing uh, – even though he was hitting seventh in that lineup, and remember, they've had a slew of kids get drafted uh, in the last couple years, uh, including last year, they had six guys, four of which went ahead of Romary. One pitcher, Brendan Malone, the other two were position players, and then they're going to have another position player go in this uh, the top four rounds of this coming draft. But he just has the mental wherewithal uh, and the natural baseball instincts of a baseball player. And what separates him and why he's 19 on the list and Trajan Fletcher is 20 is that he is a baseball player. Uh, He's limited athletically as compared to Trajan Fletcher, but he's still super athletic. uh, And we're just going to have to wait and see how it develops. In the article, I say he could end up being Bryce Denton. He could end up being Brady Whalen, uh, but there's more potential there than either of those two showed at that level or at any point in their minor league career. He's already had more success. You know, the Brady Whalen comparison is a little, a little worrisome to me. Uh, Romeri swings right-handed. Whalen's a switch hitter, but they both have kind of a tabletop flat swing that uh, Whalen has done a good job of uh, tapping into his raw power until this past year and then that that swing kind of hampered his ability to do anything but hit doubles. And I worry that that's what we'll see out of Romero if, if he doesn't continue to adjust. He doesn't. I don't want a huge uppercut in that swing. He just needs to get a little lift on it, a little lift on it. And then that'll help not only uh, with line drives, but it'll help with over-the-fence over the fence power. And he has it, and he has a decent amount of it in, in the raw capacity. So uh, just like with prospect number 20, prospect number 19, 18-year-old Patrick Romero, outfielder, Great draft pick in 2019, huge promise, very raw, with a very solid foundation to build upon, uh, but with the, like, the baseball skills that are, are, are there that maybe Fletcher doesn't have. Prospect number 18 on our list is 21-year-old right-handed pitcher Alvaro Sejas. Now, Sejas repeated the Midwest League in 2018. Sejas, uh, as a 20-year-old, as a 19-year-old, rather, he was 19 for all of 2018. He was 19, uh, 19 for all of 2018, 20 for all of 2019, uh, and really struggled in 2018 in the Midwest League for Peoria. Had to repeat Peoria at the onset of 2019 as a 20-year-old. Sorry, the years and the numbers and everything. Uh, and he went from being really bad to spending time in the offseason getting his body in shape and maturing mentally. And we saw him have nothing but a tremendous amount of success at in the Med- Midwest League doing that. Uh, again, the fact that he got himself in a better shape and matured as an adult, uh, as a baseball player, is part of the reason why he had success in the Midwest League in 19 that he didn't have in 2018. Then he goes to the Florida State League and has some pretty good success there. Uh, again, it's Florida State League is a pitcher's league. Hitters struggle there. But he had some good success there. His command was a little bit better. I was more impressed with him in the Florida State League than I was in the Midwest League, to be honest, just from a command standpoint. The issue with Alvaro Sejas, he's only about six foot tall. Uh, the, the issue is 
that as good as his stuff is, and his fastball can be really good, his changeup can be really good, and his curveball can be dynamite, as good as his stuff is, he does not throw strikes enough, and he does not miss enough at bats. He only got swinging strikes on like 10% of pitches, 11% of pitches. Uh, he only threw strikes about 60% of the time. I think it was 62% on the year. Uh, he His stuff is so nasty and he just doesn't get ahead of hitters. And that allows hitters to to choke up, or allows hitters to get the edge on him. That's why he doesn't miss as many bats because he's having to use fastballs uh, late in counts. Hold on, let me get a drink. Having to use his fastball uh, uh, in, in hitters counts. And, you know, here's the thing about Alvaro Sejas too, is he throws with a very violent delivery. Uh, when I look at Alvaro Sejas, I see a kid who has mechanical refinement to do in both the windup and the stretch. I see a, still a maturity immaturity issue there that I would like to see pave out. I put a GIF in the article. I would ask everyone to watch that as well. You can see that he still gets frustrated a little too much with the strike zone when he's not getting calls. Uh, even when you know calls aren't going his way that shouldn't go his way, that he thinks should go his way, he's, that's when he's at his worst. Um, he still needs to continue to, to, to mature and come to terms with the bad strike zones uh, or even good strike zones and him missing his spot where he gets frustrated that he's not executing. Uh, that's going to be key for him moving forward. As I say in the article, he kind of profiles as a bullpen piece right now. And if that's the case, you know, he'd be a little further down on the list. Uh, but I, I we have in the past seen 21-year-old pitchers kind of put it all together, uh, command, arsenal, everything. And, and deserve the spot that we have Sejas in at 18. And I think he's capable of that. I just think it's going to take a little bit of work, a little refinement, and a little patience. I mean, think about Henesis Cabrera, right? Uh, Henesis Cabrera, uh, every year just got a little bit better and better with command. And now we're seeing him in spring training pitch really damn well. And maybe that maybe profile is having average command. You know, right now, I don't think that Alvaro Sejas has that. He reminds me a lot of a 21-year-old Henesis Cabrera, but right-handed, who was just kind of throwing the ball and hoping that his stuff got people to swing and miss or or light contact. Uh, but he's he just needs to continue to refine, continue to get his emotions in check, and continue to throw with command. We're going to have to wait and see. He didn't let up a ton of home runs. Uh, I would imagine he starts back at Palm Beach. We'll have to wait and see how that all shakes out. With uh, Again, the Cardinals have kind of a top-heavy pitching uh staff between major leagues and triple a and we'll see how that uh backfills into double a uh, but i would imagine there's a chance that he starts back at palm beach he's going to need to continue to work on his command he needs to be better with runners on uh, runners on base he needs to be more aware of them uh probably needs a again super violent delivery probably needs to work on at least the repeatability and commanding things a little bit better maybe smoothing that uh delivery out so that he's not so wild and not so out of control but uh, look, I guess the deal with prospect number 18, right-handed pitcher Alvaro Sejas, is that there is a lot to like there, not only his stuff, uh, and you can see the foundation for a pitcher who's capable of some amazing things, but he needs to work on his command, he needs to get better feel for his fastball, he needs to use his fastball uh, more effectively, He, uh, if he, part of me wonders if he could just like tune up his fastball command, if that would be enough to like make him a, a starter long-term uh, that's how good all of his arsenal is. That's how good his fastball can be. I, I wonder if it's just a matter of like getting seriously good command of that and letting everything play off of it however it plays. Um, but again, we're not going to know until we see it. You'll see that he had a great fit or a great ERA and a somewhat alarming FIP. And I think that that tells you that 
A, he's putting too many people on, which he is, and that he uh, uh, isn't striking out enough. So what we want to see out of prospect number 18, right-handed pitcher, 21-year-old Alvaro Cejas in 2020, is we want to see him to continue to work on his command, as I repeat it over and over again, uh, miss more bats, and work less deep into counts. And that's prospect number 18, Alvaro Cejas. Prospect number 17 is the hot name around spring camp right now. It's a relief pitcher, right-hander, Cody Whitley. Uh, Whitley's a monster. Look, his slider's really good. His fastball's really good. His changeup's really good. There's a ton of gifts floating around the internet uh, uh, from his three uh, spring training appearances. He throws over the top. He has a deceptive delivery. Uh, half Giovanni Gallegos, half Ryan Helsley, because uh, he's long on the backside of his, his motion, but then over the top. Um, keeps his legs together similar to how Giovanni Gallegos does. Fastball gets up to like 96, 97. I think he's hit 98 once or twice, but he's not going to like super pump it up there. He usually lives between 94 and 96. Uh, It gets on hitters alarmingly quick. Uh, The slider is a a biting pitch. It's a little, well, I say it's biting, but it's a little swoopy. uh, Ben Cerruti, our good friend, asked me if it was a a curve. I believe he calls it a slider. I believe his people call it a slider. I believe the Cardinals call it a slider. I think he throws it like a slider. But sometimes it can have that uh, both horizontal and vertical movement of a curveball. And then, of course, a changeup that just tails away from left-handed hitters and in on righties and has great fade. Uh, I go out of my way to maybe uh, I don't give relief pitchers at the minor league level the clout that they deserve when they're having success the way that Whitley's having had success in 2019. Uh, I again I know it's a fun narrative to talk about him going from uh, Peoria to Palm Beach to Springfield to Memphis to now in spring major league camp like that's a lot of fun. I, I really don't care about any of that. Uh, what I do care about is that Whitley got strikes. Uh, swinging strikes 16% of the time. He struck out 30% of, of righties and 23% of, of lefties on the season. I th- actually, I think he struck out 30% of batters, 23% of lefties, and a higher uh, rate of righties. That's how good he is. He's deceptive. He has it all. He throws strikes. He threw strikes about 70% of the time in 2019. If you're if you're a relief pitcher and you have three pitches that profile and live average at least with all being above average and maybe even more on regular basis. You throw a ton of strikes. You get a ton of swinging strikes. You have staying power, uh, and that's Cody Whiteley. We're not going to get too far into it. Uh, the former 27th round pick out of Mount Olive, who part of the reason he went to he fell so late in the draft is he had Tommy John, who's now worked his way through Tommy John, and it looks like he's on the cusp of a major league, like a prominent role on a major league bullpen. Uh, that's prospect number 17, right-handed relief pitcher Cody Whiteley. Prospect number 16, our last prospect in the podcast, is outfielder Justin Williams. Now, it seems like Justin Williams has been around forever, but he's only been in the Cardinals organization for a year and a half. You'll remember him as one of the parts, uh, one of the three parts that the Cardinals acquired for Tommy Pham. Part of the reason why you hate Justin Williams is he was involved in the deal for Tommy Pham. It's part of the reason why the fan base hates Genesis Cabrera and why part of the fan base doesn't even know Roel Ramirez exists. Justin Williams' time as a Cardinal is really simple. For an entire season, from the minute he was traded, uh, so midway through 2018 to midway through 2019, he was terrible. Last spring training, he broke his hand, missed all spring training, missed all of the month of April at the minor league level, came back in May, was terrible in May, uh, went on the IL at the end of May again for another injury, came off of the IL in, uh, on like June 26th, and then from June 26th until the end of the year, he was one of the most uh, uh, prolific hitters uh, in the minors 
for the Cardinals. He missed a little bit of time, I want to say in July too. But anyways, um, he was he was one of the most prolific offensive hitters for the Cardinals after coming off of the IL on June 26th. The left-handed swinging uh, uh, Williams isn't necessarily the most fleet of foot. He looks like he's grinding out in the outfield. I would say he has average speed. It's not above at all. It's average speed. But he has an absolute howitzer of an arm. It's just one kick below what we saw out of Jose Adoliz Garcia out of JAG. Just one kick below that. It is amazing. Uh, He's going to gun guys out at home. He's going to gun guys out at third. He's going to gun guys out at second. He's going to keep guys at second uh, instead of having them advance on pop-ups. His arm is legitimately good. Now, getting back to the offensive side of Justin Williams, again, I, I can't even do, a, do it a good enough job by talking about it. You need to go and you need to click on the write-up because I compare his two sing, swings in gift form. The, the first home run he hit as a member of the St. Louis Cardinals in 2018 to his last one of his last at-bats uh, in 2019, and you can see the swing change. You can see that he's keeping his front side closed. He's keeping his hands in the zone longer, the bat in the zone longer. His bat is quicker. Uh, uh, it just you can see the night and day difference in the mechanical adjustments that he's made. Everything, his legs are better, his hips are better, everything is in sync. His hands are better, his eyes are better, his confidence is better. Uh, if he continues to do that, then he does have a spot on a major league roster uh, sooner rather than later. There are some things that I worry about. He the changeup on the outside corner from lefties really gets him. Uh, the the like the tight sliders, the tight cutters in on him in the lower half those get him Uh, and then he's also struggled sometimes with heat up in the zone especially up near his hands Uh, if he can't get his hands extended that's usually when he struggles to hit I'm really impressed with what I saw out of Justin Williams in his last 120 plate appearances of 2019 Uh, but the reason he's not higher up on the list is we haven't seen it over more than just that short sample size in an extended period there is plenty to be excited about there's plenty to like Uh, one thing I feel like I know for sure is he played like a man on a mission in that second half of last season. I saw him more aggressive out in the outfield, getting to balls in the corner, uh, getting to balls in the gap, uh, throwing throwing at runners instead of hitting the cutoff. You know, I love a I love an outfielder who hits the cutoff, but it's not always the right thing to do. He had a feel for that. It was nice to see him utilize that instead of just immediately bailing and going to the cutoff man when he didn't need to or shouldn't have. He was playing like a man possessed, and I believe that he needs to continue to play like a man possessed to reach his ultimate ceiling, and his ultimate ceiling being a potential everyday or platoon outfielder at the major leagues. But if he's not confident, if he's not a man possessed, then he's that guy that we saw for the first year of his tenure as a member of the St. Louis Cardinals uh, from uh, uh, July 2018 until June of 2019. I need to stay healthy, too. Uh, there's one thing that I feel like I've noticed in his spring training games is he gets a little pouty when he's not happy with the strike zone. And that's something we definitely need to see change. Uh, it could just be my perception. I could be picking things up. Uh, I, I don't really know. Just keep an eye on that. We'll see where it goes from there. Uh, but that's prospect number 16 on the dirty 35, uh, right fielder. Basically he's just a right fielder can play left. I'd keep him out of center, but we'll call him an outfielder. Uh, Justin Williams, left-handed swinging. Uh, And that concludes this podcast version of the Dirty 35 write-up. Again, one more time to go over the list. Prospect number 20 is outfielder Trajan Fletcher. Prospect number 19 is outfielder Patrick Romeri. Prospect number 18 is right-handed pitcher Alvaro Cejas. Prospect number 17 is Cody Whiteley. Uh, Maybe Whitley, maybe Whiteley, who knows? And prospect number 16 is Justin Williams. Now, the one thing I want to say about Whiteley is if I would do it all again, just looking at the Dirty 35 up there, 
I would make him number 11 on the list. I, I made a mistake by putting him 17. Uh, if I could do it all over again, I would have him number 11 on the list. He is a difference maker. He's going to be a difference maker for the bullpen if he can stay healthy. Uh, and, and that's how I'd like to conclude this version of the Dirty 35 2020 preseason Dirty 35 podcast of prospects 20 through 16. Again, you can find me on Twitter at KYLER416. You can email me at KYLER416 at yahoo.com. Uh, please communicate with me. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. Uh, we have more write-ups on the website. We'll have more podcasts for you. Uh, for everybody at Birds on the Block, everybody at Prospects After Dark, if you listen to this, you're part of the resistance. And the resistance. And as always, family, happy hunting.